Hello, one, two, three, four. We have a signal. All right, this is the run report. It's for Thursday, August 31st, 2023. <clears throat> yeah, there's a picture on the front page of the text edition of my front yard, all yellow and withered, desiccated and dry. And the title of the podcast is Regeneration Nation. It has another picture showing what it looked like earlier in the spring when my front yard was full of sunflowers. Yes. And um, and Indian paintbrush. The orange and yellow flowers were growing along the base. We had rain. Everything grew. Those seeds had been lying on the ground all year, waiting for their chance. And then they sprouted and grew, hundreds of them, tall and proud. And the Indian paintbrush among them. Many times I stopped to look at them, their faces uplifted to the sun. When I stepped out on my bike in the morning, and it would make me laugh. A deep, hearty laugh to see them standing there so strong and aspiring, full face to the sun. Some of them were well over eight feet tall. And that's impressive to me. I'm 6'5 and don't encounter that many things taller than me in the everyday world. They shot up from the ground zero to such a height in just a couple of months. It took me 20 years. But then they all died out, their era over, and I chopped them down. Probably a mistake. For brush pickup, and this is what that looked like. See the pick? Pile of dried up sunflower stalks. Everything brown. Twice a year, the giant truck from the city of San Antonio comes by, grabs up whatever I've stacked there in a pile along the curb with a long articulating arm, drops it in the back and drives off. And since then, the demise of the sunflowers, my yard has lain barren. No grass, no flowers, no nothing. It's brown and yellow. I don't water it in the summer because what's the use? Nothing can survive the sun exposure and the parched conditions. It's just dumping water on the ground. It is, however, an eyesore for the neighbors and a cruel fate for the microbes baking in the soil. It's the microbes that give life to soil. And so for these reasons and others, I have determined to regenerate my little plot of land. Per this short trailer with a link, I swear I could hear my front yard screaming out to me in pain and torture 
because they were totally dried out and they needed water. So I'm going to revitalize the soil, come up with some kind of landscaping strategy that can sustain ground cover and keep the water in the soil and the microbes alive. Stay tuned. Here in my neighborhood, they're transforming a parking lot into a park. One acre of impermeable black asphalt is being turned into a verdant nature park. Hurrah! Brilliant! Exemplary! Inspiring! Kudos to the Sunset Ridge Collective and their sponsor, the Sunset Ridge Church of Christ, which sits on the hill across the street from the former parking lot. Soon, trees and flowering plants and grasses will be sucking up CO2 out of the atmosphere and releasing oxygen instead of flat black asphalt reflecting back all the heat of the sun. <laughs> and this is just one of the ways, photosynthesis, in which nature modulates, controls, tempers the climate and keeps it in balance. As it turns out, nature, good old Mother Nature, is the best regulator of the climate, and regeneration of our natural world is one of the best tools for fighting climate change. That's what I just discovered. For example, the oceans govern 95% of the heat dynamics of our blue planet. Ocean currents carry cold water from the poles to the tropics and warm water from the tropics to the poles. When the water vapor evaporates off the ocean, it absorbs heat. When it rains down from some, you know, place over the mountains, it releases heat and falls to earth where it cools the plants and animals and the soil. Hurricanes are basically a giant air conditioner that sucks up the warm water from the tropical zones, spins it around, blows it down, and drops it as rain in the more northern zones, cooling the planet in the process. Did you know that marine algae are the biggest source of fresh oxygen and sequestration of carbon on the planet? They're prolific one acre of algae can remove up to 2.7 tons per day of CO2. That's 400 times more than trees. Algae in the ocean. Roughly half the oxygen production on Earth comes from the ocean, according to the environmental scientists. The most effective and least expensive way of mitigating climate change is by regenerating nature. Here's the punchline, folks. Restoring ecosystems to their healthy natural state stores carbon and reverses climate change. It allows nature to do what it knows how to do balance the temperature and the atmosphere of the planet for the benefit of all the flora and fauna that live there. 
because they evolved there. That's why it's called nature. It's natural. We need to think of nature not as something we control, but as an ally that we work with, facilitate, benefit from by benefiting it, the old law of symbiosis. We need to stop wrecking the forests and plant more trees. You could have a forest in your backyard or your neighborhood, even if it's tiny. Restoring ecosystems to their healthy natural state stores carbon and reverses climate change, and it's something we all can do. We need to let the rivers run free so they can fill up the aquifers instead of flowing straight to the sea. We need to reduce the heat island effect of cities where everything is paved over by creating more green space and encouraging wildscaping in home gardens. It would help, and it would be fun and productive. We need to treat the land like a person, like it has a presence and a character. Whatever little piece of land we have, if it's a quarter acre lot where our house sits, or a clay pot garden on the porch railing, we need to love it as if it were a member of our family an esteemed member. It sounds weird, I know, but it's our Mother Earth, isn't it? And I need to regenerate myself, too, in the process. I am a biosphere. I am a planet-like creature, 70% water, just like planet Earth with feedback systems that keep it healthy and sane. I have inhabitants, trillions of little people in my gut, on my skin, in my ears, everywhere. We exist in symbiosis, not harming each other, unless I take antibiotics. Maybe that's why the regeneration nation idea stuck in my brain as a model of what needs to happen, could happen, to me, too. Yeah. Sleep, diet, exercise, meditation, staying in rhythm with my body. Being powerful and agile, not all decrepit. That's my favorite word since I heard Nicholas Kristof use it in a New York Times opinion piece. Hungry mosquitoes, irritable bears, and the glories of wilderness. There's a link to that. You can read it. <laughs> he mentions hiking with his daughter through the Pacific Crest Trail when she was just 14 and strong enough, and he wasn't yet decrepit. Aha, hilarious.